0: and we're back with another episode of the daily stakes podcast i'm your host massimo Riccio, and i got my co-host nick here and uh, we've officially activating dylan off ir from last week as he sat out so uh everyone uh time to reveal the third head of this three-headed monster dylan what's What's
1: up what's going on boys what's up nick uh mb oracle mass how's going
0: i'm good you welcome back bud good to see you in fighting form Activated off the IR after a little bit of a little uh, yeah. little bout. So uh, no uh,
1: no COVID protocols. No Sorry, COVID protocols.
0: They <laughs> even established COVID protocols for the Daily Stakes. I know the NFL. Yeah, we do. We kind of.
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're following government got- guidelines at the Daily Stakes. Yeah, well, yeah. Which changes
0: every other minute where we're located, apparently. Uh, but that's <laughs> neither here or there. So, uh, guys, you know the drill. It's always the same stuff. We got the our news and notes of what's going on around the league. We got uh, a special segment today because obviously everyone kind of waits for this uh, throughout the year. If you're a big basketball fan, we got uh, Nick breaking down uh, the NBA Christmas day and we're calling it the NBA Christmas day special. You should have put on a Santa hat or something to kind of get into the spirit here, Nick,
2: you know, I don't have a Santa You should Uh, ask one of your exes to give me their Santa hat. Maybe I can use uh, one of those. (laughs) Maybe
0: maybe I'll reach out. Maybe they'll think I'm just kind of sliding in uh, during uh, the holidays (laughs) to see what the waters are like. see if uh, the communication's still there um so yeah you know the drill news and notes uh, the nba article nick's gonna kind of break down uh, betting trends and obviously this week the christmas day specials and me and dylan are gonna do our thing our usual stuff the marquee matchups our coin flips dog pound uh, player props in the thursday nighter uh so let's get into it so news and notes guys um it's it's real i mean it's kind of ripping through every league we got a lot of covid issues so obviously especially from a one, as just a general health perspective and like it's concerning for the rest of the world, but even from a betting perspective and what we do, um, things change day to day, especially with the, the rate, obviously this Omicron variant has been kind of like causing issues across teams. We've seen it in all sports. I mean, Nick, prior to the... The podcast was telling me how half his uh, fantasy NBA teams basically on IR because of uh, entering the health protocols with the league. And Dylan, I don't know about you in terms of fantasy football, if you managed to get away lucky compared to a lot of people I know too, because we've been seeing it ripping through the NBA. I think just today the New York Jets have like 17 players and staff on uh, COVID reserve and under uh, COVID watch. So, I mean, we're seeing it. It's real, guys. So just uh, obviously we're going to give you our best analysis for everything, but just keep in mind – especially now more so than previous weeks, uh, things can change instantly. So just keep an eye out on what's going on and uh, obviously stay safe, guys. So uh, yeah,
2: like what we cover in the podcast in terms of games could be completely different outcome because key players are, in, are 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 injured or they're on covert protocol. So if you don't know where to bet or how to bet a particular game due to kind of recent news, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. We'll be more than happy to jump on a call with you uh, or answer any of questions you may have
0: yeah, we'll we'll kind of help navigate you guys through these uh, murky water waters that we're now kind of getting into again as uh, as Covid kind of uh, ramps up again. So uh, that's pretty much um, it in terms of real big news guys and things to keep an eye on. but Dylan, uh, what have you been seeing in terms of uh, NFL betting trends in the last week that uh, that was?
1: Uh, week fifteen, last week,
0: we'll get right into it.
1: Well, first off, we got to touch upon the Lions beating the Cardinals. You guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck!
0: Yeah, I honestly, wow, thought wow, I thought wow. I, honestly, I honestly thought I was having a stroke. I didn't expect that to happen. I'm like, I'm dead. This is like some like alternate universe. I've warped to post death. Like, yeah, it's insane.
1: Yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens at the end oh, of the for day. Sure. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's part of the game. Well, one big trend uh last week uh was there was a lot of double digit spreads. So. Six double-digit spreads were in play last week, but only four of the favorites out of the six double-digit spreads covered. So, uh, you know, if you're playing double-digit spreads, a lot of people love playing double-digit spreads. There's a lot of heavy favorites. Um, Unfortunately, you know, the favorites didn't cover there. And a few of those were, of course, you know, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Bills, um, and the Cowboys. Just to name a few.
0: My god, uh, did things go south for the Buccaneers, though that game. I don't know if any great. of you guys watch that. Oh my god, Chris Godwin officially out with an ACL. Leonard Fournette yeah, goes down. As well. Yeah, yeah. They the lost a lot, of, they lost a lot of skill players early on, and then I guess it just worked out in favor for New Orleans to just win nine-nothing on that one.
1: Yeah, and uh Historically speaking, you know, I had the, the Saints in that one, and the the Saints tend to dominate the Bucks. just to, to keep that in mind. I know it's probably over for this year, but the Bucs struggling. against those defensive teams. So, you know, we'll see how it comes into play uh, as the playoffs roll around and some big injuries there. But, uh, you know, double-digit spreads were, were the story, uh, the big upset uh, with the Cardinals and the Bucks. So those were the key main takeaways coupled with uh, what Mass was uh, – you know, hinting towards COVID. COVID's kind of messed uh, quite a lot of things up uh, in uh, sports betting and fantasy in real life, and we're going to see uh, how it impacts uh, you know this week and take from there.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent, Nick. Any? Uh, let's get into let's get into you with your NBA betting trends and uh, kind of roll into that, especially with the Christmas Day special. So uh, go over maybe a couple of key be- betting trends that you're seeing now in the NBA. And uh, then just take it
2: away. It's uh, The floor is yours, bud. Thank you. Honestly, couldn't be more excited to cover this segment. At Christmas Day, five games lined up for NBA. Honestly, you'll catch me with my family glued to the TV. Fucking live betting game lines, player props. Who's going to score the next three-pointer? This is fucking, this is my Christmas. Uh, last he doesn't, year, even, he doesn't even care about the
0: gifts. He just wants to I, sit in front I, of the, the TV for five games. You don't need gifts anymore. The only things
2: I care about are winning bet slips and getting winning bet slips for our customers. That's all I care about. And that's all I'm going to care about for the next decade. Uh, <laughs> but I don't give a fuck about the gifts. Um, so we're going to start it off. So there's three kind of key trends you need to look at when you're betting specifically on Christmas Day. First one, most importantly, you always trust the home team on Christmas Day. This is the time where the home team gets to ball out in front of their fans, gets to kind of put on a show on live television. Every game is going to be televised. Every game is going to be watched because there's nothing else to watch other than basketball on that day. Um, so always trust the home team because the home team wants to come, come on and perform. Historically speaking, over the past five seasons, whole team, home teams are 15-10 straight up, um, and they're 15-10 to 10 against the spread. So, just based off the last five seasons of Christmas game, Christmas Day games, home teams have a are, are set already at an advantage. Next, we got the under that covers kind of the total points. The under points is usually the 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 trend that dominates during Christmas game specials. For whatever reason, we have no idea what it is. Um, it might just be just because it's a Christmas game. Everybody wants to kind of get home to their families. It's a little bit unusual. Teams are playing at different times than they're no, than they're used to during a normal season, and so the games usually goes off under. And this kind of goes back into what I said maybe a couple of weeks back. Afternoon games are games that are unusual to these players. They don't tend to perform as well or shoot as well as they normally do because they're so in routine when it comes to playing a basketball game that they're usually playing in that when position. afternoon game and there's a lot more pressure on them because it's televised people tend to perform depends on the player they tend to perform a little less better and that's what we're going to get into that like Steph Curry doesn't do well on Christmas Day games Uh, LeBron James this guy's a goat Christmas games but we'll cover those in the the segments so um, over the past five seasons the game total has actually gone under in 15 of the 25 games so Christmas Day specials expect a low scoring affair and then finally one thing you need to keep in mind is Defending champions tend to struggle on Christmas Day games. And this is historical back all the way to 2008. Defending champions are 6-7 and straight up and 4-9 and against the spread. They either blow out the opposing team or they get destroyed. Let's take the Lakers last year, for example, against the Mavericks. They opened up a minus 6.5 favorites. They ended up winning that game by 23 points. I think the Mavericks had some key injuries that kind of affected their performance. Um, But then let's take the 2019 Raptors. They won. Kawhi Leonard left the team. There were some key pieces that left the team. They played on Christmas Day, just given that they won the NBA championship. They got dismantled against the Boston Celtics. 16-point loss. So it's kind of no uh, defending times usually struggle. I don't know what it is. It's just that they tend to struggle. In this game, in particular, this year, it's going to be the Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Boston Celtics haven't been too great. Milwaukee Bucks haven't been... Um, too great either. And that's because they're dealing with a lot of COVID protocols, a lot of injuries, but we'll get into the reason uh, what, what our my pick of the day is for that particular game. Now to start off the slate, we're going to touch the Hawks and the Knicks game. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are visiting the New York Knicks. First game on the slate, 12 PM Eastern. you got the rivalry of what happened in the Eastern conference uh, semifinals last year or quarterfinals where the Hawks kind of outbeat the Knicks and made it to the next round. Um, so this is a grudge game for the Knicks. They eliminated from the playoffs. They're playing at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be an insane game. Um, well, sorry, it's papered. It was papered to be in the same game. The NBA decided to put this game, given the rivalry that they built over the playoffs, Trey Young taking on Julius Randle, Kemba Walker, uh, John Collins, Clint Capella. All these guys are ready to showboat. The problem is COVID literally fucked everything. Uh, Derek Rose is out with an ankle injury, just had surgery. Trey Young is out in COVID protocols. John Collins is out in COVID protocols. Bogdan Bogdanovich for the Atlanta Hawks, he's out injured. So all the key players for the Atlanta Hawks, they're all missing. Whereas the, the Knicks, I mean, these, these guys can't be trusted anytime soon. They've been struggling tremendously in their games. They've been blowing 23-point losses, uh, leads. So the only reasonable play for this game, just given all the COVID injury, all the injuries and all the COVID protocols were out is to take the under 218 total points. Now hear me out afternoon game, 12 PM Madison square garden first game on Christmas day. There's no chance that this game is going over 218 points. I'm telling you from now, 218 points is too many points for a team that is missing their star offense, which is the Atlanta Hawks. And without Trey young on the court, Atlanta Hawks will not put up as many points as, as they usually do. It's uh-huh. like a
0: nightmare for for the NBA. You want that big game, and then you got these big star players that you want to be seen at twelve o'clock on a on Christmas Day, not playing because of COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, so it, the unders a good play. I, I really like it there, especially considering the hist- historics with uh, afternoon games, and you couple that in with guys missing like star players like Trey Young.
2: It's 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 your best play there. I, it, it might be a boring game just given all the injuries. I mean, you're going to have like a bunch of role players that are going to kind of jump in. Uh, like the Players like Lou Williams, who's not longer, no longer in his prime, will kind of take the lead. Um, he's a fantastic player, but he's not a Trey Young because Trey Young's is kind of entering his prime. Um, and the, the New York Knicks usually kind of play slow basketball, usually bully ball. And without Derrick Rose putting up 20 to 25 points off the bench, they're also going to struggle to score. So 218 is set at a high level right now. As you're watching this podcast, um, take the under 218. I would even tease it down to 215, 214, get the plus money points, and you'll thank me at 2 p.m. when you're entering that Christmas lunch um, and and your grandma's asking you if you're taking seconds or not. (laughs) (laughs) You're already plus money. Might as well add in another plate. Exactly. exactly. So first game on the slate, Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks, under 218. Next, we got the Boston Celtics visiting the Milwaukee Bucks at 2:30 p.m. So, just like I said earlier, champions who won the champion NBA championship teams that just won the chip struggle on Christmas Day specials. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks, in other circumstances, if Mo- if Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing and he hasn't been on COVID protocol for the last ten, maybe eight to ten days, Milwaukee will blow out the Boston Celtics. There's no doubt in my mind. Milwaukee is a superb, 10 times better team than the Boston Celtics are this year. The Boston Celtics are struggling tremendously this year. They just started recently finding their footing. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Uh, but Jason Tatum has not been playing at Jason Tatum's level. Jalen Brown is is kind of whatever. Marcus Smart is there. And they just kind of try to fill those, band-aid those gaps that they had. And those seem to be working. A lot like the Lakers for those who understand basketball. Now... Um, The good part is that the Boston Celtics started to catch momentum as of late and the Milwaukee Bucks are injured. Um, Injured and they're missing key players like Giannis Etetokounmpo. So with with, just with the given news, without even looking at betting trends, um, I'd say Celtics plus seven and a half. You're getting seven points on the road on Christmas Day when the trend is going up against the Milwaukee Bucks where championship teams do not cover on Christmas Day. So you're getting seven points with a trending uh, Boston Celtics team that has picked up momentum. Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum has started finding a bit of his footing, and he's taking on a Giannis less Bucks. Boston Celtics plus seven and a half all day um, on this play. Now, Dylan, I see you're kind of wearing a green shirt. So, what do you think on on this play?
1: Are you colorblind, bro? <laughs> It's fucking grey. It's grey, but uh, I, I love the bet, uh, regardless of the fact that I like the bet. So I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you. Uh, you know, we'll, it's, even with the mishap of the coloring.
0: <laughs> I mean, Nick, the Nick Nick's the just the seeing podcast. green. Nick wants money,
2: man. Everything's green yeah, to him just now. Yeah. Just seeing those bets
1: dashed. Yeah, <laughs> at
2: the, at the time of the podcast, and just to add to that, um, there's 87 percent of the public of the money is actually betting on the Boston Celtics plus seven and a half spread. It's that confident they are. And also the Milwaukee Bucks home record against the spread this year is, or against the spread record in general is 13 and 19. So to get seven points as a favorite, when you've been struggling recently, is something you need to take advantage of. And on Christmas day, the Boston Celtics will cover the plus seven and a half and could potentially straight out beat the Milwaukee Bucks. You heard it here first. Thank me later. Next. (laughs) Nick
0: Nick, Nick going against his, uh, even though he's not on the field, going against his Paisan over there. uh,
2: Listen, there's uh, no emotions when it comes to money. (laughs) No, there's none, man. No no one's safe. You go with the money, baby. Exactly. You follow (laughs) the money, and that's where the money goes. Uh, (laughs) At the end of the day. Yeah. So next, we move on to, I think, which I think is the best game on the slate. The most entertaining, just given where these players are. how many players are good playing this game? Golden State Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns. Now, before I get into my analysis, I want to ask you guys straight up which one of you think will win this game? The Warriors or the Suns? Um, and I'd like to have both your both your picks, I would say.
1: Because you're asking, I'm gonna go with uh, the Suns.
0: Honestly, I do I do like the Suns here. I mean, they got Devin Booker back. He looked good in his first game back, too. He, he played pretty well. So, I mean, I think, uh, were they playing tonight yeah. again? A trap question
1: where you wanted us to say the Golden State Warriors and you're like, no, it's actually the Suns. <laughs> but you know what you're trying to do
2: here. Yeah, no, it no, no. knows me too well.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm going off basically what I know because I obviously follow the so. Suns for, uh, for fantasy purposes. So I do keep track, yeah. like, in everything else. Like, if there's, like, some sort of fantasy investment there, I'll watch those games. I like the way the Suns have been playing. So I'm going to go with Phoenix Suns here against the Golden State Warriors. And especially that you said that Steph Curry struggles on Christmas Day. I'm liking this one. I think Devin Booker goes
2: off. Agreed. I mean, the Phoenix Suns is completely healthy. They have their everybody on the, on the roster. There's no one missing from that team. All their superstars are playing. Golden State Warriors, they're missing Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. These guys are all in COVID protocol. Um, and Steph Curry has a history of not performing tremendously well in Christmas games. He, he's played eight Christmas games and he hasn't surpassed 20 points in either of those games. And now coming into this game, he's going to be even more short-handed without Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson's not cleared yet. I thought he was supposed to make his uh, make his way back for Christmas. Uh, I don't think they're going to rush it. Um, I mean, why rush it when you kind of want him for the playoffs? I mean, Christmas, your Christmas game special is another it's just another game to them. To the fans, it's something to look forward to, but to seems just another game for them. Yeah, for sure, um, as usual. And then, when you got players like on the other side, like on the Phoenix Suns, you got Chris Paul, um, Mikhail Bridges, um, and all these other defensive superstars. I was watching the Phoenix Suns last night against the Lakers, and they absolutely dismantled LeBron James and Westbrook. Or should I say Westbrook? This guy is absolutely trash. Lakers, if you're listening, get rid of Westbrook. He is fucking tanking your team. Um, but between the Phoenix Westbrook. Suns and the Golden State Warriors, I think the spread opened up at minus four for the for the Suns. Let me just check. Yeah, it's trendy on Warriors. Are the sorry, the Suns are absolutely fantastic. Um, they've been blowing out teams when they do win. They beat teams by more than four points, especially um, if they have a fully healthy roster. So just given the circumstances and the trends on how Steph Curry performs on Christmas Day, take the Phoenix Suns at the minus four point spread. Lock it in before the line moves because I'm sure some other player in Golden State will be announced out due to COVID protocol, um, and you'll thank me later when your bet slip cash is here again, too. And then, after the 5 p.m. game, we got 8 p.m. This was destined to be the moneymaker for the NBA League, I would say. Nets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, what better show do you have uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, and LaMarcus Aldridge going I up knows. against Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and LeBron James.
0: This is basically the NBA's version of Marvel's Civil War. You got Kyrie Irving and yeah. his band of Avengers going up against LeBron James. Kyrie Irving's back, officially? Official, no, he's not, not back, back, but but the NBA
2: oh, assumed that all that the going been- would be there. That's why they put this yeah, game at like ATM. Yeah. Instead, uh-huh. instead, you got, like, Patty Mills and, like, Fuck yeah, Carmelo! Yo, put some,
0: put some fucking respect on Patty Mills'
2: name, man. We've been talking about him way too much to start giving him no credit now. Yeah, listen, yeah. you don't, you don't earn the APM spot unless you're on a team that has LeBron James in it or Kevin No, Patty
1: own. Mills, bro.
2: No, Let's we're here for, we can... I, we're here for the Patty Mills show, baby. Let's
0: go. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Knowing him, he probably will, sh- will come off firing. I just want to see a game... poster LeBron. That would be like the best thing to happen on Christmas right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot of these guys aren't playing, right? I guess that's what uh you're saying. Uh, they, uh LeBron's not playing. No, LeBron
2: is playing. Russell oh, Westbrook is, no is playing. There. Uh but Russell Westbrook doesn't do anything. The only player yeah. playing at this very moment for the Nets is Kevin Durant from oh, the big the three. The Nets. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Uh but for this play in particular, play. it's a it's kind of a toss up because the line the sportsbooks have set the line at plus one, minus one. Um, In favor um, of the Lakers, actually, surprisingly. And that's just given because James Harden and Kyrie Irving are out. Uh, But I don't want to play a full game on this because Lakers can't be trusted. The Brooklyn Nets, you never know what these guys are a bunch of role players. So those are difficult. But there's two plays that could be trusted. Now, I'm sure you both know we're riding with the ultimate superstars, Kevin Durant and LeBron James. We're riding with player props. And we're taking them on the total point, rebounds, and assists. Over for both of them. I mean, what better day? 8 p.m. Nobody's on your team. You got LeBron James versus Kevin Durant. I mean, historically speaking, when both these players play on Christmas Day, they ball out. Um, I believe LeBron James puts up 28. LeBron James is averaging 28.8 points in four Christmas games. KD is averaging 29 to 30 points in all his Christmas games as well. And just lately, Kevin Durant has been an absolute fucking monster. He has beat. He has surpassed uh, Nikola Jokic and Stephen Curry in the MVP race. He has put Brooklyn Nets on his back, putting up over thirty point games over his last eight games. It's been absolutely remarkable. Uh, why is James Harden out again? Is it
0: because of COVID, COVID protocol? COVID protocols. He fucking loves his strip clubs, man. He for sure got him there. That yeah. guy, I, I'm not even counting it out. He was definitely at a strip club. Like every other time you see him in the news, probably. Nice. It. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He loves his strip clubs. He's got COVID. We know why. Everyone does. So the the books have set KD's total points, rebounds, and assists at 50.5, at least at this time right now. That's a big number, but Kevin Durant plays 46 minutes a game. Um, So you're kind of getting one point or one uh, possession every minute. And when he puts up three the way he does, I mean, I think this plays a no-brainer, to be honest. So right, Kevin Durant over total points, rebounds, and assists. And if you want additional action, kind of one action on the Lakers, if you're a Lakers fan, then take LBJ on his total points, rebounds, and assists. He's hit this total in his last five out of six games. He's the only player with the the ball in his hands right now, especially with AD out and Russell Westbrook not performing to expectations. So LeBron James does not like to lose in front of a big crowd, especially at home on Christmas Day. So he will ball out as well. Expect a matchup between Kevin Durant um, and LeBron James. And then finally, Um, I know you guys are probably sick of my voice, so I'm just going to keep this one short. Mm -hmm. 10.30 p.m., you got the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Utah Jazz. Not much to say in this game. Line opened up at minus five. Dallas Mavericks, uh, line minus five in favor of the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks are doing a lot of injuries. Krista Porzingis is injured. I believe Luka Doncic is either injured or entering COVID protocol. So there's a bit of line movement on that game.
1: It kind of went... Fade the Mavs. Fade the Mavs. You got to fade them. then Fade them it's, without Luca Boy, Luca's Luka, boy not playing, so... Well, if
2: Luca does not play, don't even look towards the Mavs. The Mavs are top, yeah. bottom five team worth in the Orlando Magic when Luca does not play. Honestly, they're absolutely disgusting. But and he's also uh, out of shape, apparently, so... He's actually... He's not doing too well this season, and that's kind of what I said at the beginning of the season as well. uh The Mavericks are not a team to be trusted until they get rid of Chris Stapp and it just proves that with Chris Stapp, they suck. Honestly, they just flat out suck. Mark Cuban, you could bring me in as your GM, I'll make sure to recruit players that are suited well for Luka Doncic and uh that's it. It looks like you need a bit of the, help. Shameless, the shameless plug. You want to on that the current GM executives action. that you have running the ship are not doing a good job. Um so because of that you got three of us here. We got a
0: content manager. We got a GM. We got Dylan, who could be head of player ops. There
2: you go. <laughs> so, given the current situation with the Mavs, um, rather than taking a full game spread, which the Utah Jazz should cover um, at minus 12, I'm taking a second half bet on the Utah Jazz. So, the Utah Jazz have been, statistically speaking, based on their numbers, have a plus 13-point Point eight net rating in the third quarter and plus 17.3 net rating in the fourth quarter. That means they're absolutely destroying teams in the second half. They're leaving third and fourth quarters by an average of 13 points, whereas the Mavericks are actually losing third and fourth quarter by an average of two to three points. And I've been betting this way myself for the last three to four weeks, and I've made an absolute killing. It's because you take those differentials and you see who performs in what context in what quarter, and you just play it to your advantage. So in this context take the Utah Jazz at play them up to minus eight second half um, spread that means that the Utah Jazz will win the second half by more than eight points and that includes the total between the quor- third quarter and the fourth quarter if that's not available at the time you place your bet take the Utah Jazz to cover both the third quarter and the fourth quarter as long as it doesn't surpass the six point mark on the third quarter and the fourth quarter spread play it and you'll thank me later. They will absolutely destroy these guys in the second half. And uh that, that's it for Christmas Day special boys. Hope you guys learned a lot. If you're riding with any of the bets, hit me up, hit us up on Instagram at the daily stakes. Let us know on Twitter what you're riding with. If you decide to parlay these, I'm guaranteed gonna parlay these games all by myself and single bet them. We'll
0: we'll put up we'll put up Nick's parlay across our social media so you guys can see what he's
2: doing for Christmas Day. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that for sure. I'm going to be live betting as well. So, if anybody wants to, uh, want any bets live betting, hit us up on on Instagram. That's where I see, I see,
0: I see a Nick Twitter takeover on uh, Christmas Day while he's live betting, keeping everyone in the loop there. Yeah. our,
2: Our fans have yet to see the little sparkle that goes in my eye when I start actually gambling. So, you're going to see it's going to get entertaining on uh on, on get, get on the live stream yeah uh, honestly we'll get on the live yeah. with you we'll watch you as you uh you you go full <laughs> tilt uh on christmas
0: let Day. it out yeah
2: all <laughs> yeah. right so we'll yeah. jump on the live stream and you'll see we'll play some live player prop bets who's gonna make the next three it's gonna be fucking wild
0: yeah i'm fucking excited let's fucking, yeah. let's fucking do it boys um all right nick uh that's the nba oracle turned uh santa for uh for you guys uh <laughs> this uh this christmas uh going into christmas here so uh let's take a look now we got ourselves a marquee matchup uh the buffalo bills against the new england patriots um the uh the bills are heading to foxborough but hoping it's uh, hoping the weather's not as bad as it was the last time these two teams met uh in buffalo where uh it was just absolutely disgusting to watch but uh i'm exp- it's going to be an exciting matchup. i mean look uh, last uh, last week, uh, the Bills beat the uh, Carolina Panthers. They look like the Buffalo Bills of old. They're finally playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, playing with some urgency. Um, you take a look here: Josh Allen looking like his usual self. Uh, finally, they've established something in the run game uh, with Devin Singletary. So it's looking good. I mean, uh, this should be this should be pre- a prime game to keep an eye on, especially. Um, I know you guys aren't obviously uh, Colts fans, but uh, if you saw what uh, the Colts did to the New England Patriots in their first ever uh, Saturday night game of the year, um, it was insane. I think my neighbors hate me the way I was kind of just yelling while everything was going down, especially after the the blocked punt for a touchdown. I probably got a couple of noise complaints. I got to go check out that. Uh I heard they you're got a couple, like a little
2: girl a bit. Like, you guys could have fucking you guys could
0: have probably heard me for like the the last 10 city blocks. Like I completely lost my shit. I went into that game. I think even the last podcast when we spoke about it, uh I was surprised the Colts were the favorites. And I told you, like I wouldn't have I would have expected them to maybe keep it close. The the Pats, maybe like I didn't expect the Colts to really dominate the way they did, but um, let's take a look at some opening lines here because that's just kind of to kind of set it up with the Patriots kind of not looking so hot. And uh, actually, fun stat before we get into that uh, the Colts finally stopped. Uh, I think it was 99 straight games where the Pats have scored in the first half. The Colts shut them out um, in the first half and ended that streak of 99 straight games of scoring within the first half. Um, opening lines uh, Bills opened up at uh, minus five with the Pats at plus three. Uh, then the bills got moved to plus two and a half and the pats to minus two and a half as favorites. Uh, we got the over under set at 47 and a half, uh, moved to 43 and a half. And we got the money line with the bills at plus plus one twelve, moved to plus 120, and the pats at minus 132 moved to 135. Um, kind of breaking it down a bit uh, a bit more there to kind of see where everything's kind of moving. Uh, Dylan, you want to kind of read where the bets are and uh, where the money's kind of moving for uh, the bills and the, the bills and the pats here for the, the spread. Yeah.
1: Uh, let me take a look. I don't have it in front of me, but okay. I got it here. The spread. So looks us like say the bills, uh, the Patriots are getting 56% of the bets, 40, 41% of the money. So not a huge difference there. And the bills are getting 44% of the bets, but 60% of the money. So it looks like a lot of the money is going towards the bills. Um, at a plus two and a half spread, it, it, it looks like it's going to be close. From a totals perspective, let me take a look here. A oh, majority of the money and the, the bets over 65% is going on the uh, the over at this point. So a lot of heavy movement towards the over, and that's a clear indicator. So that be, between the uh, spread and the over is to where the, uh, the money is going. So a lot of money going towards the over and uh, some money going towards the bill spread there.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I think I don't know maybe a, a lot of people are kind of after watching the game last week, I don't know if the books were kind of hesitant considering how the Bills kind of came out firing and you saw the Pats kind of looking vulnerable against the Colts, maybe they kind of uh, that sentiment with betters is kind of playing there on why the money's moving the way it is and where the bets are being placed. Yeah. Uh I don't I blame it. It's a great game.
1: It's a, great, it's a great game. It's um
0: La- last
1: game they played against each other, I think it was really Bill Belichick's game, mainly because of the weather. That yeah. was perfect weather, Bill Belichick style, you know, game style of play where, you know, you – Mac Jones barely threw the ball, I think, threw it four times.
0: Or something. Yeah, we said it was like five times and he only completed like yeah. three of five passes or something, like something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Threw for less than the- like 30 yards. Yeah. And
1: the Bills, aside from last week, they've been off the past couple of games, like tough losses, right? Right. Uh, Against the Bucks. And then before that, they had another loss. And the Bills are playoff contending teams. So, like, both of these teams are playoff contending teams at this point. Um,
0: This could could determine their their, their division.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, both of these teams can easily, they're Super Bowl teams um, at this point, right? So... It's going to be a bit of a statement game. The line makes 100% sense here. I really think the Patriots have a bit of an edge, mainly because of Bill Belichick knows how to play uh, the Bills. He owns them, you know, literally. So um, I think it's a tough one to play, but I would not be surprised if the Bills pull out the upset here. So it's it's a good game, and you can kind of see it in the money and the, the public bets. It's, there isn't a heavy swing. Yeah,
0: like there's that. no heavy swing here. Um, yep. let's kind of maybe break down some kind of trends to kind of back that up. Um, let's take a look at the bills here. I mean, look, the bills, both te- both these teams in general, their betting trends over the course of the season have been very, very good. I mean, the bills are eight and six against the spread this season, four and three on the road. I mean, not the greatest, and they're one and three against teams with a winning record, which is inevitable in this game that they're playing. The Pats, obviously, a winning record, but three and one against the top 10 defense. So, It's a kind of a mixed bag on the bills here, but a lot of them seem to support them when it comes to betting on the spread. They seem to be pretty good um, in general and overall. I mean, obviously, those kind of more exotic kind of stat, like things like the one in three against teams with a winning record and against top 10 defenses or whatever are a bit more off the beaten path. But if you take a look at a higher overview of that game in terms of their trends against the spread, they're pretty solid in general um the over is a different story because we've also seen them lose by what was that game against uh what was it against the saints or was it jacksonville they lost to jacksonville in a shocking loss where i think it was like something like 10 or 14 nothing to jacksonville or like 9 nothing i can't remember so obviously yeah. the over is a bit more of a taking a bit of their over the record in uh, bill's games the over is kind of taking a beating there but i mean Let's move on to the Pats. I mean, what else can we say about the Patriots? Almost everything about them is pretty much exceptional. Uh, Their records against the spread as favorites and at home are incredible. Uh, We spoke about their ridiculous record at home. If you were to pick them up as a a straight-up winner as well, I think there was something like 285 wins at home to like 11 losses or something. I have to kind of get that stab. It was something ridiculous. Um, Incredibly good at home. Uh, one stat to keep an eye on um obviously since they lost last week maybe take a look how they kind of if you're gonna bet against the spread they're three and one against the spread after they do lose so that's also a pretty good thing here. Um, the only thing with the Pats in terms of betting that doesn't really uh that isn't really good is obviously their uh their trends against with the over under they're six and eight this season uh, with the over um but uh overall this game I mean, it's too bad we only break down two coin flips here, but this this is, could be one of those games that could also easily slot into that segment there, Dylan.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a it is a coin flip in my eyes. So
0: we'll we'll yeah. see how it goes and if they could finally uh break the puzzle that is Bill Belichick. Uh, the way I'm kind of leaning here historically and just in general, with how the Pats are at home, might pr- with the spread that what two and was it two and a half on both sides, and minus two and a half plus two and a half. I'd probably go with a straight-up winner here. It's pretty much close enough to a pick em, uh in my eyes here. So I like uh, the Pats at home uh, as a winner, and um, I wouldn't touch the over-under because it could go either way with both these teams, but, I mean, the trends aren't really supporting them. So I'm kind of uh, I'm leaning towards the Patriots here. What's uh, What's your take there, Dylan?
1: I'm going to fade you just for fun. We're just yeah, we
0: just just for fun. Watch it be watch it be like a repeat of their their last game. Their last I think game. your
1: is, uh, I like your play because of the home field advantage in Bill Belichick and the way they handled him last game. I think it's the probably the better bet the 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 smarter bet to place. Yeah. But uh, I just want to have a bit of fun here, Mass and just kinda of go against uh
0: you better hope, bet. you better hope uh, that they don't play in like another one of those <laughs> cyclones again, where it's just Bill Belichick running the ball down their throats.
1: Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen's gonna come out firing, and uh, they're gonna win by uh, by big. So uh, that that's my take. What about you, Nick? Uh, what, do you, what do you have uh, for this game?
2: Uh, that, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I
0: Are you th- gonna go against Dylan again? As you always said, fade Dylan.
2: No, I wanted to. <laughs> I, I I took I actually took the Patriots against the Colts last game. They disappointed me. So when a team disappoints me. I ride the other team, um, and Dylan actually released a player prop last week. Stephon Dicks to get a nice teddy. I bet that yeah. Stephon Diggs got a teddy, which means Buffalo Bills in my eyes, without looking at any stats, has picked up momentum, and I think the Bills cover um, this game. Maybe even one. So of those Bills, Bills Mafia,
1: maybe fuck the Pats. Fuck Bills the mafia. Pats. <laughs> Bills Mafia yeah. washed. Uh, Bill
2: Go get a new outfit. You fucking look like a you look like a fourteen-year-old girl that fucking. Uh, is winner eight year close? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm riding with the Buffalo Bills. They, and if, with, uh, if the
0: Bills win, uh, which one of you guys is going through a plastic
2: table like the rest of the Bills Mafia? <laughs> We're gonna do a, when we go, when we kind of go do uh, tailgating at the next in the Bills game, probably in the new next season, I'm gonna uh, smash yeah. Dylan on a table. We're Dylan's. just gonna no, Well, rock, paper, scissors. One of us is gonna uh, <laughs> either fold the table or the table
0: folds us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh so that's the marquee matchup. Uh you guys got our take there. Uh let's move on to the coin flip. Uh Dylan, uh you got the Baltimore Ravens at the uh Cincinnati Bengals. Uh break it down for us, bud
1: Yeah. So we have uh the Bengals minus 3 favorites here. And you know uh what the play is going to be here. Uh gotta go with my Bengals here Bengals are playing the Ravens you know the Ravens have, have had a bit of a tough uh, tough ride both teams are eight and six so they're squaring off uh, round two this weekend we know who won round one uh week seven Cincinnati absolutely took care of business against uh the Ravens winning I believe 41 to 17 uh, large score it was um and now at this point the Bengals is inconsistent as inconsistent as have as they've been. They've gotten a stranglehold of the uh, the AFC North, and whoever wins this weekend could essentially win the AFC North. So, uh, you know, against the spread, both teams are seven and seven. Nothing to it. You know, if you bet on the Bengals all season, you didn't really make money. Same thing for the Ravens. Both teams, if you bet on these te- these teams and kind of follow them, have been a roller coaster ride. The Bengals either come up firing or they lose. You know, uh, and it's just like flat losses. Same thing for the Ravens. Now, the biggest difference in this game, two key points. I want to keep it simple. When it comes to the Ravens, the Ravens are absolutely plastered in terms of in the injuries, especially defensively. So that's going to be a big factor. While on the other hand, the Bengals, one of the teams that have not been as affected by COVID. So that's going to be a big beneficial factor for the Bengals. They haven't been as affected by COVID. And your boy, Joe Burrow, a fucking GOAT. He said it himself. He's like, why haven't we been affected <laughs> by COVID so much in Cincinnati? Because there isn't much to do in Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 No
0: shit. Yo, know, I would love to see an NBA team in Cincinnati just to see James Harden find the strip club there to go go to. Yeah. yeah like exactly. straight up. Like Cincinnati's not an exciting city.
1: Yeah. There isn't much to do. So, you know, they have some great offensive firepower. We already know that. They've been a bit. Uh, they've been COVID a bit healthy. slow
0: there, though. Hey, eh? the last few weeks. I mean, we've kind of seen it in, yeah, in general. They took a W last week. Now, one of their, I'm gonna give it to them. One of their biggest, the
1: one of the edge factors that they have this week is that they didn't get struck by COVID. And you got to take that in weeks like this. You got to take that as 100%. a hundred percent advantage, right? You know, you got your T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase, uh Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow balling. I think, I think
0: one of them he, got nominated to the uh the Pro Bowl in their first uh, I think it was a T is it T Higgins uh his first year in the NFL. Uh no, not T Higgins. It's uh not
1: sure who it is. It's not Jamar, Ch- Jamar Chase. Jamar is the, Chase. Jamar uh, Chase is the rookie. Yeah,
0: yeah he got nominated. He got uh, elected to the Pro Bowl team for the AFC in his first yeah, year. Yeah, not surprised. Neither. The connection
1: between uh, him and him and Joe Burrow goes back to LSU, so they've been really connected. he has been uh,
0: electric for them,
1: yeah, and that's great. So, you know, that's that the over-unders, uh, set at um, what is it? Your
2: yeah, but not, but not only that, right. sorry to cut you off. Lamar Jackson, he's kind of nurturing an ankle injury, and there are, I, he didn't players. start, he back didn't
0: back. start last game, he didn't even start last game. They had Tyler Huntley,
2: exactly. Look, and I said it, I said it last yeah, time, exactly. uh, um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Lamar Jackson is an MVP quarterback. Um, I don't think he has. Well, it's it more than in.
1: just Lamar Jackson. It's more than just Lamar Jackson. I think you know, look, like, uh, he was an MVP a couple of years ago. The whole playbook is based around him. Um, he's a good QB if you set the 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 playbook around his style of uh, play. Quarterbacking, yeah. Run-heavy play in a lot of mixes. You can possibly win a Super Bowl, but in this matchup in itself is not going to matter much. Even if he plays, um, he's going to be limited to some extent. The overall under set at 45 i see that being reasonable just because you know that there, there isn't um i don't know how many points uh the the ravens are going to be able to put up and you know the run heavy game that uh the, the bengals are going to be able to implement as well
0: so no but that being said what was the you know, what was the over under added there again sorry
1: 45
0: ah uh, i think it's a bit low i mean if you're going looking at last game with tyler huntley i haven't seen lamar Jackson have a. Two rushing down, touched uh, two rushing touchdown and two uh, throwing touchdown, uh, passing touchdown game like Tyler Huntley. I mean, they only lost to the Packers by one point. I, I that's a little low. I mean, Tyler Huntley is proving to be problematic. I,
1: honestly, I think the better play here is take the fucking Bengals on the spread. Uh Dylan lev- never, never learns, learns
0: the greatest toxic relationship yeah. of all time. Dylan <laughs> and the Cincinnati Bengals, man. Yeah, Dylan, you think, you really
2: think the Bengals are going to cover the Ravens?
1: 100%. You got to take them because of the fucking uh COVID. COVID's their, their uh, edge right COVID um, healthy the
0: entire team's there. <laughs> I'm be- I'm yeah. betting I'm betting and, Bengals and, minus 3 right after this podcast. You
1: know, it's- the thing about the Bengals is, when you're most confident about the Bengals, is when they're gonna let you down. So <laughs> right now I'm feeling good about them, and that's just a recipe for um, for a letdown. But you know what? You know they're gonna pull a Christmas miracle here and um and let me down once again. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, I like the spread. You know, let's take Mass's point as well. The overlooks like it could be under. I see it. I see it being a, a bit. I see why it's set at 45. I really think, um, you know, the, the Bengals, the way I see playing as the Bengals are going to get on top and then they're going to start running with high volume, uh, cut the clock down and the, the Ravens are just so injured. So it could, it could very well go over personally. I like the, the Bengals on the spread. I think it's, it's a great play. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a close line and we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. It should be a great game uh, nonetheless. And it's going to be a big game for the AFC North, um, and you know some of the some of the players there, so uh, we'll keep an eye out. Uh,
2: Locks lock are loaded. I'm thinking I'm thinking Bengals minus two and a half. I'm buying a point, but I'm smashing some money on it. So I'm gonna jump up <laughs> and down when the caches, um, and I'm gonna thank you later. Yeah. I'm
0: going. For, I'm going with the the Bengals here too, solely for the fact that uh, Joe Burrow and uh, Joe Mixon both let me down in my uh, fantasy football quarterfinal, and I expect them to both put up sixty points combined now when it doesn't fucking matter. So, I'm going Bengals here again. I'm going Bengals here against, <laughs> uh, Bengals here against the spread uh, as well. It's uh, I think the first time we've agreed across the board on uh, on anything on this podcast for once. So. Uh, uh, we- yeah, yeah, we've got a Write unanimous it. decision yeah. here. We're writing it, guys. Into the sunset. Let's f- yeah. into the <laughs> sunset and into Vegas with the next one, guys. Yeah. Here we got uh, the Denver Broncos uh, rolling into into Vegas uh, against the Raiders. Um, this one's essentially a, a pick'em. I mean, the lines opened up at plus two and a half uh for the Broncos and minus two and a half for the Raiders, and it's a it's they basically moved them to plus and minus one and a half. Um, so at this point, um, and especially if you kind of take a look at the money line here, you had Denver at plus one sixteen, move to plus one hundred five, and Vegas moved that minus from minus one hundred two to minus one hundred eight. So honestly, forget looking at the spread here; go straight to the money line on this game because uh, it doesn't even uh, the value you see it there in terms of what what the payouts are. I'm liking them a lot. So um, let's kind of just kind of break that down um, uh, as well. You. Forget the the spread here on this one at plus minus one and a half. Let's just focus on the money line and the over-under. We already discussed the money line, so we got the over-under here. It's opened at 47, moved to 41 and a half. And I completely completely understand because um, last game, Denver lost Teddy Bridgewater to an injury. Um, And I think Drew Locke might be the one starting here because Teddy Bridgewater really got stretchered out. If there's anything we know about Drew Locke, we've never seen anything more inconsistent in terms of quarterback play. Um, so I could understand why the uh, the over-under has been moved from a pure spectator and eye test kind of view here, um, so 41.5 though, like as much as we've been talking about it, it, it is very, very low for a spread in football um, uh, not for a spread, for an over-under in total points for football, 41.5 is really uh, I mean, we talk about it week in, week out, we always catch that one game that's got a spread like close to almost 40 combined total points, but you look at the Raiders last week; they barely put up 16 points, so it could very much be that. I mean, even even Denver, Denver, I think only put up 10 against Cincinnati. Um, I could I could see where they're going here, but look the the Vegas the Vegas Raiders are basically playing for their playoff lives here. They're somehow squeaking away wins, so they got to keep playing well. I don't know if the the uh, the over under is. Um, really the over under here is really really risky even if you're kind of looking at where how everyone kind of feels you're seeing here but oh actually no it's kind of the inverse here with what, how everyone feels like we're kind of looking at it um looking at it here 37 percent of the bets are placed on the over and percent on the under uh at 41 and a half to see that many people placing bets on the under even the mind you the money is kind of making a lot more sense you're seeing a lot more people kind of making more sense here uh, well, actually, not even sorry, I misread that. so it's eight percent of the money on the over ninety two percent on the under. Everyone's on drugs. everyone thinks this this 41 and a half, half over under is gonna uh is gonna hit the under. I don't yeah. see it. I really don't see it. it's is a scary you know it's what a scary
1: totals to play,
0: a yeah, and he's got ninety two percent of the money on the under and a good chunk of the bets placed on it That. Uh, fuck if that cash is in man good on you guys i don't have the balls to play that one at the under that's a little crazy
1: screw the spread the money lines to play here it's pick a side yeah pick a side
0: and just fucking roll with it um i mean even the trends like the spread that's why like you're looking at the trends here for the broncos and even for the raiders the trends don't really favor them they're all either at 500 on the season against the spread or below 500 across the board And the over is kind of iffy as well. Like you're seeing it here. Like let's, I mean, like we said it, the, the records against the spread are absolute dog shit, no matter how you break it down for both teams. But, uh, the over over is only three and 11 in Broncos games and two and eight after the last game stayed under. So not very reassuring for these guys betting the under, uh, um, and then you got uh, the Raiders, who are basically 500 this season uh, with the over in in their games, but they're five and one when the last game stayed under. So just stick with a straight up winner here. I'm liking the Raiders because they got to keep their fan their 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 playoff hopes alive. Um, Denver is gonna pro- is definitely gonna be without Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so... I could see the Raiders kind of squeaking away here. They're somehow finding ways to win games, even though looking, they look like absolute fucking ass day week in week out. When's the last time we've seen the Raiders actually look good, guys? I think what was it, Thanksgiving? Then they had like that ridiculous game against That's true. the Cowboys. They were,
2: were, were leading against the Browns, you no, know, this last week, and they they kind of lost, got backdoored. Uh, and I think they won. The Raiders are
1: absolute trash. They won. They, they won.
0: only won by two against the Browns. I mean, and the Browns were like hit heavy with COVID. Surprisingly, in another boring city like Cleveland. Speaking of like boring cities, for a team that's been hit hard with COVID, the Browns were like they. That's why they had to move the game to a Tuesday night. But the Browns still couldn't start any of their starting quarterbacks. They moved straight to their third yeah. string. <laughs> you want to know what their record
1: is against the spread? Who or the if Browns? You it. The Raiders. Fucking squat, uh, cause I cause I, I follow the Raiders and I always fade the Raiders. They're five and nine. And then, um, five and nine, yeah. It's fucking shit from a betting perspective.
0: They're uh, just a shit team in general. <laughs> I don't understand how these guys are somehow yeah. in a playoff in the playoff hunt. Um yeah, yeah. Like I like I said, guys, we, we, we even said it when we broke down the Thanksgiving. They were they, the last time they did look good was right after we spoke about it when they completely clapped the uh the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. uh, anyway, guys, just go for a straight up winner here. I'm kind of liking the Raiders just in general because uh I've seen Drew Locke all of last year for Denver. no matter what weapons he has, he doesn't really look that good or he can look like a really, really good quarterback, but it's very rare. you see those flashes of brilliance and I think like I said, the Raiders have a lot more at stake here. Well, and well so- look
2: um you take you take it on the take it with a grain of salt., uh, this is not betting advice. this is just what I know about the city of Vegas. I've been a handful of times um you got Denver born ass city going into Las Vegas in between kind of Christmas time and New Year's time Pro- players are probably bringing their families COVID's not a big a deal in the states as much as it is in Canada what are you um, talking about they just don't they don't cover it they don't cover it the way we do that's why but I mean I'm yeah sure but look it's prevalent teams get hit I'm sure I'm sure all these players and their families are entering the Broncos. If they're not the players are going out clubbing having a good time letting loose entering the new year on a good I'm I'm love wasn't
1: there I think if COVID wasn't there there'd be a valid point because of covid
2: I'm uh, still taking the point.
1: Raiders uh
0: um, I, I I'm going Raiders too for sure I really like them and look both teams are seven and seven if there's any team right now who's really in a position to win this game uh and that you could you should bet on is Raiders. probably the Raiders. I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust the Broncos with Drew Lock under center. We've seen it last year. Gotcha. All right, now let's
2: move on to the dog pound. Yeah, but um,
1: I'll agree with you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's so let's move going, on. We're going. We're going, we're going. We're going Raiders
2: across the board.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's move on to the dog pound. Uh, Dylan, uh, break it down. This is a double digit spread here that you got going for uh, the Washington football team uh, rolling into Dallas against the Cowboys
1: yeah, it's a double digit spread and it's warranted. You know, it makes sense. Uh, the Washington football team is six and seven Cowboys are 10 and four, you know, Cowboys are one of the top teams, uh, in the NFL at this point. Um, and the Washington football team WFT has been, uh, has been a bit of a disappointment and to top it off, you know, COVID has been really, has really hit them hard over the past few weeks. Um, you know, last week, week 15, uh, the, the game was postponed to Tuesday due to a, an alarming number of positive COVID cases for WFT. At one point, they had over 20 players on their COVID list um, and uh, 16 players on the IR list for COVID. So, look, Washington's hit hard by COVID. The Cowboys are playing at home. Um, but it's one of the last few chances before the playoffs come that I have an opportunity to fade the Cowboys. So... Uh, <laughs> With that being said, I like I like the I like the I like Washington, but one of the things about Washington and one of the things that they've done over the over the season is they've lost, but they found ways to kind of come back towards the end of the game. And we've seen that over the past couple of games where they kind of claw their way back and they cover spreads. Now, what, what I like about this is two things. One, that it's a double digit spread. So that will ultimately give Washington to kind of come back. I don't really I don't see Washington winning this. With COVID and the fact that it's an away game and they have a good Cowboys team, but on the other hand, on the other side of things, Dak Prescott has been struggling in some ways, and it's the defense that's been kind of getting the Cowboys the Ws. Not the offense; it's really been the defense. They've had, you know, Trayvon, um, Trayvon Diggs, and a uh, who's the other guy, Mass, uh, Micah, uh,
0: Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons. Yeah,
1: Micah Parsons. These guys have been absolute studs, especially Micah Parsons. So yeah, he's been studs. It's been defense winning the games, and I I think that double-digit spreads are tough to cover, especially given the time right now. The Cowboys are going to be wary, and they're going to be getting ready for the playoffs, so I really see the Washington football team covering the spread and coming back late to just claw back and cover the spread. Now, the spread and the money is, once again, no surprise here, is favoring the Cowboys. So if you want to follow the sheep, follow the herd go ahead bet them cowboys but if you're anti cowboys like a lot of us are you want to place off the
0: cowboys baby <laughs> you want to think fuck the cowboys
1: <laughs> to feed the cowboys to sweat it out and in the fourth quarter washington covers the spread now that's a that's that's a nice game to watch you know if you're anti cowboys you bet on washington you see the cowboys take a big lead you're sweating and in the fourth quarter washington comes back and you cover the fucking spread so that's the play to make. I like it, and because it's double digits, it makes it even more enticing. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's uh, let's ride with WFT, you know. And
0: Dylan's gonna be sweating throughout garbage time, hoping for those like random, yeah. meaningless touchdowns just to get them within eleven points.
2: We'll, we'll
1: yeah. Turn. What 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 better way to spend your Sunday, right? Uh, you
0: sweat <laughs> off you sweat off all that food from Christmas uh, from Christmas, just sweating watching the, the Washington football team well, try to cover during yeah. garbage time. Talking about that's garbage, it. the next game that you're covering, mass that's absolutely oh, Jesus Christ. No, if you could, if there was ever anything that could possibly embody this visually for the uh, that for this dog pound pick, hold on, I could, sh- I could screen share here. I got the perfect gif flaming dumpster fire race gif. <laughs> Yeah no if there's any if there's anything that could encompass this uh this uh the feeling of this thing right here this right here hold on i'm going to screen share you guys you're going to have a good laugh uh hold on how do i how do i screen share here anyway it's literally um that meme where you see like that dumpster fire that's on fire just kind of floating down a river or like a flood like you know what i'm talking about this yeah, is exactly uh, what it is these two teams are basically racing away down down a river on fire they're just two absolute garbage teams um but you know what i'm liking the way the jags have been playing post wait Raven wait before Meier. you get into
2: it i'm sure people haven't been able to guess what game you're talking about because you just. Uh,
0: here to- it is right at the bottom of the screen just looking at it makes me want to gag uh <laughs> this is the perfect this is the perfect game if you literally wanna uh, hey, waste your time not, yeah I a waste your time to. but you know what i mean look um let me let me kind of justify this pick here a little bit i it, it the jacksonville jaguars have kind of looked better without urban meyer as much as that team's been really bad um and guys it's it's the fucking new york jets everyone's thinking like they don't have they're not having that fairy tale we were talking about with mike white anymore it's back to right uh was it wilson zach wilson on their center guys i'm, I'm really not worried uh Especially now, I'm gonna kind of break that down a bit later because I got I got a Jagu- Jaguars player on this one uh, in terms of a player prop, but I'll explain that a bit later. But look, guys, uh, a lot of the money is pretty much on the Jags though to actually win against this against the spread. So let's take a look. I mean, look, the opening lines: they're at Jags at plus one underdog, and they opened at plus one hundred four and moved to straight up plus one hundred. So whatever dollar you put in there, you're getting back uh, uh, the the equivalent. So I mean, there's thirty-four percent of the bets on Jacksonville against the spread here, but eighty eight percent of the money is on them. I think everyone's feeling the same way without Urban Meyer. Look, college football coaches, it's very rare a lot of them transition really well into the NFL. We saw that with Urban Meyer. They didn't even give him a season.
2: They booted him out before he could even four year track. How the fuck do you sign a, a university coach to a four-year contract without any prior NFL experience?
0: It's called. I mean, the equivalent to us would be university, technically, but it's college. But you know what? He, his record in college has been great. He's a great football uh, college football coach, guys. Not even Nick Nick Saban managed to hack it in the NFL, and Nick Saban's working wonders at Alabama. Yeah, it's, These, yeah this guy. Too,
1: right?
0: Yeah, though but like, not for anything. That program is reliant on Nick Saban. Like, say what you will. Sometimes it just doesn't translate. You could have a coach like Nick Saban who, who does incredible things has a great program. You got, you see it in every year at the NFL draft. Just the prospects that just come out of Alabama. What this guy yeah, is feeding. The, clear, into dynamic the, is the yeah.
1: clear dynamic is completely different. Yeah. Dynamic is completely different. hundred
0: percent. So Urban Meyer, look, they gave it a shot. What did they have to lose? Obviously, management in general in Jacksonville is absolute fucking dog shit. Um, but. Look, it didn't work. And uh, the, the guys that are in there now, I'm liking the new coaches. They're they're getting the ball to the players that matter. Um, I'll break it down a bit later, but same thing here with, with the money line. Look, 30% of the bets are have the Jags as straight-up winners, but 59% of the money. The money is talking here. I really like this one, too. As much as it, it pains you to want to put money on Jacksonville, I mean, look, guys, we didn't expect them to beat the Bills either, but anything can happen. It's the fucking Jets. It's the it's literally it's a clown fight right now. It's Jacksonville versus the New York Jets. I got my money on Jacksonville here. I like them as an underdog pick. Uh, go with a straight up winner because I like again a plus one minus one spread here is very. It's a pick 'em again. So just go with a straight up winner. The value's there. I pick the Jaguars. I really like this one. The Jets are just really bad. Um, in general, uh, and if I'll explain a bit more in the player prop to kind of touch in on this, but I mean, look, it doesn't look sexy. I think this can make you money. Go Jaguars. I think this one's a lock. Just go straight up Jaguars here, guys. Let's go. Let's go. I'm yeah, I'm going with this one. So uh, let's uh, head into the prop me up segment. Uh, Dylan, I'm already seeing your little homer pick here. Break it down.
1: Yeah, Van Jefferson, uh, Rams fan here. So we got, we got to go with a uh, little Rams player prop here, especially uh, how they've been uh, performing over the past couple of games. They're getting playoff ready. So, uh, with playoff ready comes, uh, you know, a lot of the spotlight after last week has gone to the guy who has the most, uh, receiving yards in the league and most receptions, I believe at this point, point. and it's Cooper cup.
2: Cooper Cup for MVP
1: record. He's broken the record, uh, for the single most, uh, receptions, uh, Guys in the have, league now, MVP, intrigued. I think he should be, but the way the NFL works is that it's QBs that get, get the NF, MVP. I think right now the up-and-runners are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, for, for the
0: MVP race. No so. respect for other skill players. No respect for yeah. Cooper Cup at wide Cooper, receiver. Cooper. Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Jonathan he's Taylor. Guy's been yeah. insane. Jonathan Taylor, he's, Cooper Cup. He's got four 170-yard rushing-yard games.
1: Yeah. Not in the MVP yeah, conversation. Definitely deserve a lot of uh, praise, as well, and I think Cooper Cup is, is an MVP in my books. Uh, uh, you know, from uh, and you're, from, an, MVP, a Ramstein, a, you're an MVP, you're an MVP in my heart. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Uh, They're getting sentimental, right. but uh, does that pay? Clear props about, uh, this? This props about Van Jefferson. I feel like a lot of the attention's towards Cooper Cup, and when Cooper Cup is quiet, which I feel like he's going to be maybe a little bit this game, or when there's a lot of attention on um. Cooper Cup, especially after the past few weeks and how he's been operating. Van Jefferson has stepped up and he's really been slotted in really well for, for um, Robert Woods. So I see Van Jefferson getting a nice tutty here uh, under the radar. He didn't get a tutty last week, but the three games prior, he got a touchdown every single game. So I think he's going to get a nice little touchdown. You know, he's going to a, a little bit under the radar after last week. And I think it's going to be a good spot for
2: uh,
1: for Van Jefferson against the Minnesota Vikings. Um uh, We've been, little, we've little been awful
0: out. as well. I watched that last yeah. game too. Oh. Terrible team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it should come
1: in at plus money too. The lines aren't out yet, but I see it coming out as, as you know, plus 105, plus 120. Great value. So, 100, so 100, so 100%. Yeah, I,
0: I, agree. I like it. And you know what? You've been seeing the coach kind of putting some faith in Van Jefferson. You've been seeing those like wholesome clips where he's like thanking, um, Who's your coach again, Dylan? What's his name? Sean McVay. Yeah, you're starting to see those moments between him and Sean McVay. He's like, yo, thanks for trusting me. He's been putting trust in a lot of his receivers and players. So I like Van Jefferson here. Uh, It's a really good one. Um, Let's kind of touch back to my dumpster fire underdog pick. Um, My player prop ties in directly with that one. Uh, I got James Robinson over uh, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. And just going back um, to that breakdown for the underdog, um, in in James James Robinson's first game without Urban Meyer um, as a coach, he had a 21 total touches on the ball, so 18 total rushing attempts and like three receiving uh, three receiving targets. And last game he got it. He got 18 total rushing attempts for 75 yards and a score. So already that's a very, very good sign because the volume is going to be back up because you're starting to see them wanting to get the ball to James Robinson. And like everything else, the more volume you get, the more likely you are to get your touchdowns, hit your yards. So they're getting the ball into his hands, and he's been a real big factor um, for the Jaguars. I feel like they do a lot better when he does get the ball a lot more instead of keeping the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hands, especially that he's a rookie. And obviously the game planning by Urban Meyer doesn't really help him at that point. But also, they're going against the Jets, and the Jets' defense have allowed a league-worst 25 rushing touchdowns from scrimmage to running backs. So I could see him having a multi-touchdown game. If you really want to get sexy with this one, maybe go at one, see if you could get a a book that's got you at uh, over one-and-a-half rushing touchdowns. But uh, I could definitely see him getting one here. I like him at one rushing touchdown, especially against the the league-worst Jets against running backs and the volumes there without Urban Myers cuz he's too busy uh i don't know maybe getting lap dances from other uh young <laughs> girls at some bar now that he's uh, officially been fired uh from the Jacksonville Jaguars um
2: so yeah and, and i like that i back that up cuz with volume like with everything else once you get the volume you're most likely to get the points you're 100% to get the touchdowns um and as a rushing uh, as a running back in i guess the red zone going up against the worst league uh, defensive
0: team the worst against, team against team. Russian
2: Townsend. I mean, I think this one kind of makes a lot of sense from a, a betting perspective, and I do see a lot of value in it. A hundred percent. Like, like you, you see it in basketball too, Nick. The more these guys have the ball in
0: their hands, the more likely you're gonna get those points and to put up those stats. <laughs> uh, the next one I got is also pretty. Uh, I like this one as well. Uh, we I got Jimmy Gucci uh, over one and a half passing touchdowns. He's averaging about one and a half passing TDs over his last four games. Um, the, the Titans have been giving up at least one passing touchdown per game, and the, the Titans haven't been looking very good either. Um, if we go look at their last game, um, they lost 19 to 13 to the tree stump that is Ben Roethlisberger and uh, the re- and uh, Chase Claypool dancing around over there. You got your the tree stump and the TikTok star uh, come. Uniting yeah. to take down the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. um so you know what? Uh, I like this one. I think he played really well against the uh they he played really well last week against the um the Atlanta Falcons. He got two hundred thirty five yards plus a touchdown as well. So you know i'm I'm going with this one. I'm running with this one as well. Uh, I think Jimmy Gucci makes your parlays looking look real Gucci and cash in. Um, let's go with uh, Garoppolo over one and a half passing touchdowns. Maybe you cash in on a big one. Actually, speaking of big cash ins, Dylan, did we solve that problem with Bet 365, 365 Or am I gonna have to go knocking on their doors where they 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 stiffed you on that uh, weird? Dylan bat? is the
1: ultimate
2: parlay yeah, they, goat. They, they solved
1: it. They solved it. It was an issue across the board for a lot of people, so it wasn't just my account, but it was a nice little same game parlay. Uh, how many? How yeah,
0: many? How a, many? How many legs were in that? Nine. Yeah, he had some ridiculous stat, uh, like ridiculous picks there. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was an eight-leg parlay. It was a ten-dollar free bet, right? So it's absolutely free. Uh, it was the Chiefs game. Um, it's a correlated parlay, I, I, maybe I'll throw it in here, uh, and we can touch upon it next game. But correlated parlays are absolutely fantastic for same-game parlays. So he's just having a few legs, but they're connected to each other, right? So you know, um, uh. Patrick Mahomes is gonna have over one and a half TDs, but he's also gonna get a lot of receiving yards and stuff like that. Kind of things that tie to one another, right? right. Uh, like I think you the have to cover this part the and they're gonna too. win on the money line. So it's like if one hits, the other is bound to hit. So that that's a great way to pit play your same game parlays. And I, I placed a ten dollar bet, you know, one um a three point three point two K uh winner. So we gotta we <laughs> yeah, gotta take Three point
2: two K
0: the daily stakes christmas dinner is on dylan guys It's yeah. official. we use the daily
1: stakes analytics here so you know you better uh
0: you guys you see it that you have you yeah, see you it with our play. own
2: people dylan cashed in on 3.2 there on a quarter imagine this ten dollar yeah. 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 free bet by the end of the night you're three thousand dollars richer um and that's just a yeah,
1: century zero dollars literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, risk
2: you're, free. Playing, you're playing with house money it was risk-free Fuck, you can't get any more house money that's what the daily stakes does to you yeah uh we yeah, they did. for you guys.
1: The story is what they did is they um they said one of the legs of the parlay didn't hit where uh was it uh, Patrick Mahomes getting an interception and like he didn't get an interception and then we had to reach out to to Bet365 and they finally cashed up. So instead of using Bet365 use Betway yeah, <laughs> for, guys. for our Canadian users. Um we we have a sign up link uh on our website or you can just send us a message and We'll you point you in the right will match now, your please. bet. Just, uh, just to throw that in there, it's uh, it's a great platform to use, and uh, it's available to our Canadian users.
0: Yeah. All right. And they won't give you a hard time and try to fuck you out yeah. of your money the way the, <laughs> that three six five tried to do our boy Dylan dirty. Yeah. Um Let's move into the last segment here, boys. We're at the home stretch. Uh, we got the Thursday night football game. Uh, perfect way to lead into uh, lead into it after my player prop here. We got. The San Francisco 49ers rolling into Music City, Tennessee. Um, let's, uh, let's take a look at some opening lines here. Um, they opened up at minus 2 and plus 2. Uh, so San Francisco at minus 2 and the Titans at plus 2. And they moved them to minus 3 for San Fran and plus 3. Uh, the over-under was at 46.5, moved to 44 total points and the money line i don't see a lot of value here but i mean look uh sam fran opened up at minus four, and they got moved to minus 155 and you got the titans opening at plus 112 move to plus 152 uh dylan uh you could take a look here break it down i mean we're seeing where the bets are kind of being placed across the board uh the money on the other hand kind of moves a bit funny in certain uh in certain areas here so uh break it down for us but
1: yeah, so it looks like about 60% of the bets are on, uh, on San Fran, 40, 40% of bets on the Titans. Uh, but And San Fran is getting a majority of the money. Uh, no, it looks like a majority of the money is going on the, the Titans. 55% of the money is going on the Titans. It's not a big spread, but it looks like San Fran has the edge on public bets. The money's slightly leaning towards the Titans. There's no big tell there. Um, from the over-under perspective, a big chunk of the money is going on the over so the over under set at 46 and a half. That's 75% of the bets on the over 25% of the bets on the under. Um from a money perspective, though, another difference. About 65% of the money on the under. So it looks like the public's heavy on the um on the over, but the money's flowing towards the under by, by a large margin. So a couple of interesting tells there. I think the lean here from what I get is that you know the under might be a little enticing here, um, from what I see.
0: I could see it happening, but I mean, considering how the uh, the Niners kind of came out gunning uh, last week against Atlanta and they seem to be getting their groove and they're kind of using Debo Samuel kind of like a Cordero Patterson kind of vibe where yep. they kind of get him running from the... running, running uh, having rushing touches on the ball and also uh, getting some carries on the ball as well as receiving out the backfield and kind of playing as a wide receiver as well. They turn them into a real gadget player. is becoming a problem across the league to kind of stop him. Um, I'm liking it. Uh, I mean... The Titans, on the other hand, they've been kind of sliding, and they're kind of in a bad position here uh, in terms of uh, the playoff hunt because I think, depending on what happens this week, I, and I think the Colts might actually end up winning, our div- like winning the division in the AFC South, uh, depending on the-, the schedule. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know if it'll happen this week. I'm assuming assuming the 49ers actually uh, beat the Titans right now. Um, it looks it looks good but the Colts are going up against Arizona so but then again after we saw what happened with Arizona last week against Detroit anything can happen who knows so uh I'm liking uh, I'm liking what's going on here it's a bit iffy but I, we're gonna kind of help guide you guys uh, through these uh, through this one so let's kind of take we're gonna take a look at the trends here I mean against the spread the 49ers are pretty much 500 uh, this season they're seven and seven against the spread and six and six against the spread as favorites. They're four and three against the spread on the road, but I mean, whatever. And then the over under, they're pretty much five hundred across the board. Uh, they're seven and seven this season, and three and three after the last game. Last game stayed under.
2: Uh, the Titans. I'm sorry, what? I had to jump in here because I think that was fucking hilarious. What uh, you're like, you're like they're seven and seven, and three and three, and they're like, whatever. <laughs> then just move. No, but it point. is whatever. <laughs>
0: they're not. It doesn't stand out here. It's like. You're fucking five hundred. No one cares about you being five hundred. You know what I well, mean? Well,
2: I mean, <laughs> fans care about you being five hundred. No, I sports know better. It, don't give bettors, a fuck yeah, but, about you.
0: No, but that's the thing is like I, you. We kind of want to help give them that analysis. But I mean, like, look, it's not wild wow to kind of bet the over here. They're seven and seven. It's it's yeah. not it's not reassuring. And even at that, yeah, it's not telling. And even against the spread here, they're seven and seven and six and six as favorites. Like they're seven and seven this season, six and six as favorites. Okay, fine. They're above five hundred on the road, Nick. Like here, they're they're there. You want a bit more enthusiasm? They're four and three against the spread on the road. You know, the one stat that's not five hundred. Surprisingly, though, I mean, if we kind of take a look at some trends for the Titans, they're they're a hell of a lot better, even though the team's been absolute dog shit as of late. Um, they're eight and six against the spread this season, um, five and two against the spread as underdogs, four and three against the spread at home. See, Nick, you you see this? You see what I'm listening? You see as I'm saying them right now? It's not seven and seven. It's not three and three. They're eight and six, five and two. Listen, um, the, this shit doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't
2: mean anything to me. Um, no, no, I mean, you just straight basketball, man. Forget the Titans. Um, I liked what you said about Jimmy Garoppolo getting over one and a half passing touchdowns. That to me that, is, is enough value on that bet. And because of that success, I, I think the 49ers will cover this game. Well, um, guys,
0: here here we go. Going back to what Dylan was explaining to us about correlated parlays, throw in Jimmy Garoppolo and take uh, the 49ers as a straight up winner. That's my play.
2: I think there I'm we gonna, go. I'm going to parlay we, we, that.
0: We, we gave we gave a, a lesson on correlated parlays in here. We're showing you how to apply it. <laughs> We're we're yeah. we're we're teaching uh, okay. you guys. We'll teach us. Uh, We're going to teach you guys on how Take, to uh,
1: throw in uh, Derrick Henry on the uh, rushing yards
0: as well. Is he back? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no I mean, he broke his foot. There's no chance to give be back. No, it, 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 I don't even was, think uh, he's...
1: the fall of Derrick Henry and the rise of Jonathan Taylor, and the oh, rise of the Colts and the fall yeah. of the Titans. <laughs> Basic,
0: basically, what's happening Appreciate. right now, and it's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? The worst part is everyone's like, oh, like they'll get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs doesn't even look like they're about to make the playoffs right now depending what I happens these so. last three games. So yeah. uh yeah, guys, uh I'm going towards the I'm going towards uh, Jimmy Gucci and the 49ers. Um I as much as I said like oh wow, they're 500 across the board as uh, on the money line if you're going to kind of add it to a, another parlay to kind of give it some juice, I I like the 49ers here to win straight up. Um also because fuck Tennessee, um AFC South rivals. I don't want to see them win. Uh, and, guys, name me a guy with a better nickname than Jimmy Gucci.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? So,
0: uh, what's your, where are you going here, Nick? You're going to San Francisco?
2: I'm going San Fran, um, Jimmy G, Jimmy Gucci. Um, I saw San Fran kind of obliterate the, the Falcons last week, but again, the the Falcons. Falcons are not even a football team, they don't deserve to be in the NFL. They weren't um, even helping
0: themselves, they weren't even using quarter Patterson. They're limiting his touches. How do you ride and, th-
2: and I think Dylan's gonna ride it with me because Dylan likes to jump on my back uh, and carry his ass sometimes. I'm gonna,
1: take a, I'm gonna take a same game parlay here. I'm I'll do uh Debo Samuel to get a touchdown over one and a half uh passing TDs. From Jimmy G, San Fran on the spread. And we're going to sprinkle uh, George Kittle on uh, on the reception. Keep an,
0: going going back to COVID, guys, keep an eye out for George Kittle because apparently he might not be able to play because of COVID. Bro, that's sound- all. And over 0.5
1: touchdowns for. Uh, for Kittle? No, over 0.5 uh, interceptions for, uh, what's his name? Huh? Jimmy G.
0: Tannehill. No, other, uh, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. To but he. That it sounds like, that. like money. I I like the I like the Kittle one yeah. there too. If Kittle gets cleared to play because of COVID, I could that parlay yeah. looks a little wild. Um, I'm riding with it, guys. Like uh, like I said, keep an eye out. We said it at the beginning. COVID. If Kittle gets the green light, fire up that parlay with Kittle in there as well. Um, that oh. wrap that wraps it up, boys. We got uh, the return of Dylan, uh, here. Um. And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, you could find us uh, on uh, Instagram at The Daily Stakes. You got Twitter at The Daily Stakes as well. TikTok at The Daily Stakes. And obviously YouTube uh, with The Daily Stakes. We're just The Daily Stakes across the fucking board. Boy, guys, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got some exciting stuff in the works for you guys coming in 2022. Keep an eye out, uh, eye out there. Uh, Nick's been hard at work. Dylan's been hard at work kind of making sure everything makes sense. And Nick doesn't just run off like the child he is with his ADD and just doing what he wants. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys uh, keep an eye out. We'll keep you guys in the loop and uh, that'll be it. Uh, at Merry the, Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas uh, so. guys. Stay safe. Enjoy and betting. Trust me. Lock in all five NBA bets.
2: You'll thank me later.
0: Happy, Yeah, guys. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Um, I'm your host, Massimo Riccio. Uh, We got Dylan. We got Nick. Merry Christmas from us at the Daily Stakes. Take care, guys.
2: Take it easy, boys.